Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nurse Talks podcast. And for today's episode of the podcast, I'll be talking about risk and risk management in relation to managing and implementing projects. Risks are everywhere. Whether we're talking about implementing a project or whether you are walking on the street or performing a clinical procedure, there will be always risks. And, you know, risks can sometimes be one of those things that can be a hazard and they could have a negative and unwanted impact and as well as they could have severe consequences. So risk actually comes in different levels. There are risks that people just tend to ignore because there's that likelihood that risk can happen. There's also risks that it has to be focused on, it has to be actioned on because it of the detrimental effects that it can actually bring. When it comes to risk and risk management, first let's start to define risk. Risk refers to any of those things that can have a negative and unwanted impact on a certain business, organization, or in a project. And since we're talking about risk and risk management in relation to initiating projects, uh, as healthcare providers, we're not just actually individuals who provide bedside care or perform a clinical procedure. Healthcare workers can also be leaders of change. They can also be leaders in implementing quality improvement and service improvement projects. We may not have the project manager title in the job or job description, but when we lead change or involve ourselves in creating a project and implementing a project about service improvement, we are performing project management functions. So we do perform the job of the project manager specifically when we involve ourselves in projects and risk and risk management is one of those key concepts that are integrated and are applied when it comes to managing projects. So when it comes to risk and risk management, of course, uh, very important here to consider is the risk management process. And when you manage risk, it usually first comes in identifying the risk. So when you have a project for service improvement, for example, it is always important to sit down or talk with the board with regards to what are the possible risks of the project? What are the possible risks of implementing the, the new service or implementing a new online course for healthcare workers? Or what are the risks of restructuring the service or using a new machine because there will always be risks. So whenever there's something new or something that's developed, you always gear towards positive outcomes and promoting patient safety. Whenever you change something in a healthcare service or introduce a new machine or new idea, you always want to gear towards something that is positive, something that promotes patient safety and something that makes the service more efficient and effective and also increased in quality. Now, it's important to to really discuss risk management within the project teams uh, 
because with the identification and analysis of risks, one can then uh, develop approaches on how they can actually manage the the potential hazards that come along the way and then as well as you know continue with the project because without identifying you know risks and the hazards that can actually happen it's always possible that the project can fail and you don't want to go back to step one or step zero wherein you know that's where the position where you you first began with the project because it wasn't successful. It's always important to always think of the possible risks and what you can actually do to action them or what you can do to eliminate or take them away because risk also comes in different levels. Um, the risk management process, uh, there are many frameworks that actually uh, mention about the risk management process. In fact, some frameworks um, risk management is a cycle in itself meaning you go through different phases and you go back to the first phase because it's about evaluating and you know uh, managing uh, it again based on certain factors uh, basic things to consider when it comes to going through the risk management process is that the first step is always about identifying the risk so when you identify the risk, this can be identifying internal risks or external risks. Um, and for example, you want to, to introduce a new machine for documentation. So possible risks you could really think there would be, is there a risk on breach of confidentiality? Is there a risk on this machine or, or this software or whatever, whatever that new new idea or new project is introduced, let's say uh, uh, an electronic documentation system. So as an example, so let's think about that. So, you know, possible risks there would be maybe there's a risk for breach of confidentiality. I mean, you just don't know. So maybe just one thing that you would like to look into and maybe there's also the risk of bugs or if or the software being hacked i mean you could really list a number of things here in the identification of risks and it's usually a very useful step in the risk management process because once you have identified a long list of possible risks you can then assess and analyze each risk whether the the following risks that you have identified are considered uh, for example are they considered having high consequences or low consequences or you can also assess if whether are they likely to occur or do they rarely occur it's very important to really map this risk and there are tools that can actually help project managers or those who involve themselves in project, there are tools that you can actually use to help you assess the risk if whether, you know, the consequence of it is really huge or is it really low or the likelihood of it happening, is it great? Is, is it really huge? And as well as, you know, the likelihood of it happening, is it really low? We call this the risk matrix. And a risk matrix is a tool, very useful tool, because it's a visual tool. One can, you know, place 
this different risk that they've identified on that matrix and they can then assess the likelihood of it happening and as well as the consequences of it like how heavy the consequence would be so most likely when you create an action for a certain risk you base it on the highs and lows so those risks that have high consequences and as well as likelihood to really happen usually you will prioritize those and you will create an action plan in order to prevent these consequences from happening or to prevent the following risks from being experienced in the business or in a project so that's how you go with the process you identify the risks you analyze the risk you try to weigh them as to high priority or low priority you can use a tool like a risk matrix tool to give a more visual representation as to where you put this risk or how you categorize this risk um, once you have clearly identified this risk and you know provided like a risk profile you have um, created or 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 gathered more information about those risks you plan you create strategies as to how to manage them, how to control them, and as well as how you monitor them. Because some risk, I think, you can't avoid. I mean, they're there. But as a project manager or as a leader for change, it's important to think of action plan as to how you can manage this, how you can lower its intensity, or how you can actually you know just just um, really control it I would say yeah how you would control it because it's always a case-to-case -case basis things can sometimes be complex but it's always good when you put these things in documentation when you have a system in place it's always better that way because when they happen there's always that action plan that has been prepared it's not something that's new to you uh, you have thought about it or the team has thought about it and it's always better when management is done that way you've already thought about it you've already thought of worst case scenarios and there's an action plan in place so that's the usual risk management process of course many frameworks uh, will put more details into this process uh, some frameworks they form a cycle but the most important thing is really about identifying it, assessing or categorizing it and then planning some strategies in order to control or manage them. And I think the most, also one of the important things here is how you actually document these. How do you document the process? How do you document the strategies so that the team are very very familiar with the risk management process because it can happen to anybody or you know it, it 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 may you may not be the one the first person to be aware of the risk so at least if another member of the team is aware of the risk they know of the action plan or they're very aware of the action plan or at least they know who they need to communicate this into and you make the stakeholders happy you make the the sponsors happy because you have plans in place. You always have contingency plans um, in place. Um, risk management in itself will be a learning experience for project managers and as well as for healthcare providers who have been involved in 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 managing projects. So as you go through the process, 
because sometimes there's always the chance that this risk can really happen and there will be some consequences. So it's going to be a learning experience. It's going to be a reflective uh, learning for the staff who will be involved in this. So part of, I think I would like to include that part of the process is really about reporting it so that whenever such an event happened, which happened in the project, for example, um, new systems can be put in place. There's always learning and you can share this learning to other project managers or to other healthcare providers who will be also involving themselves in projects like quality improvement and service improvement. So that's the usual, um, that's the usual risk management process. And in order to also manage risks, I think it's important that we also use tools. So tools can be like through a logging system or logbook system wherein when we identify risk or when risk happens, there is a log of this. There's really good documentation so that this is what I was uh, trying to say earlier. So there's a good documentation. Um, there is a risk management plan in place and it's just really putting, you know, putting words into the plan so that it's clearly understood by the rest of the team and you know the team can easily refer to it whenever risks do happen. Uh, when it comes to risk management many things need to be considered there from the risk strategy, the people involved, what risk tools will be used, how do you report this, the risk process that you're going to follow, and as well as how are risks going to be classified. So there, it's actually multifactorial when it comes to risk management. And as a risk manager, so if you're the one who's going to manage the risk, it's always important to sit down, brainstorm, talk to the team about it uh, so that you can list down these possible factors and as well as what are the risks really. You can define them, describe them, put some profile onto this risk so they that you can manage them appropriately and as well as create strategies in place that would be more if that would be really effective in in managing them so that's risk and risk management in a nutshell just really focusing on how risk and risk management can be applied when managing projects because projects or like service improvement and quality improvement are really a thing now uh, especially for healthcare providers. I mean, of course, we still go to the, I mean, healthcare providers do take care of patients in the bedside. They do uh, a lot of clinical tasks, but they can also be involved in projects that improve the service and projects that improve the quality of care. And it's still really, you know, it's still really in the heart of healthcare, even if it's not directly involving patients because developing a project, whether it's something to do with innovation, improvement, or development, I mean, it kind of it can have uh, impact on the patient. And these projects, you want them to have positive impact to the patient, um, giving them a more positive experience at the same time, improving patient safety and also increasing, uh, should I say, uh, efficiency in the healthcare service. So that's risk and risk management 
in healthcare, specifically in managing projects such as service improvement or quality improvement. And thank you very much for listening to the Nurse Talk Nurse Talks podcast. You've been listening to Nurse Talks, a podcast about nursing, academics, study skills, health, and social care. Don't forget to subscribe to Nurse Talks on Spotify, YouTube, or Facebook. Just type and search Nurse Talks IG on Facebook and click like.